Good day. Good day. How the hell are you? Great. How the fuck are you? I'm just fucking fantastic. That's fucking awesome. Welcome to Three Funny Ladies, Suze. And welcome to you, Joe. Thank and you. the rest of you. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking in with us. We're fine. Thank you. See you later. We have marked ourselves safe from Three Funny Ladies. <laughs> Oh boy, what's happening? Uh, what's going on? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um You're we... sick. Oh god, so sick. Oh, you're sick. Yeah, sick. It's not COVID. I took that test. And passed um, it. So it's not that. It's just cold, but it's uh Oh boy, howdy. It's, it's a bad one. How long have you been ill? What's today? Today is the seventh. Uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. Are you on the other side of it? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Like yesterday, nope. Today, I woke up feeling. (laughs) I woke up feeling worse than I have. But then Pete just told me that I sounded better. So. Okay. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so I've just been laying in bed, ignoring everything. Had a girl. So if you've tried to talk to me, it, I wasn't having it because I've just, I have let, I don't know if you get like this. You only tend to lay in bed when you're sick, though. Do you ever lay in bed so long that you get sore? No. Oh, my God. I can only lay in bed for so long and then I get so, every time I get sick. I get like my hips and my stomach and I'll get sore. Do you get bed sores? I have had a bed sore once. You have? What is it like? Just like an abscess? It is. So the reason I had it, it was after I had Lily and um, it's going to be a little TMI, but just for like 60 seconds, 30 seconds. Um, after you have a baby, regardless of how you have it, you have to wear like a big old pad or like a diaper, something. Cause you know, stuff is going on down there. Okay. Well, I had a C-section, so I was basically numb from the belly button down. Uh for many hours. I think they gave me too much. Um, anyway, so I had one of those pads on, and um the plastic part of it, like top of it was like folded over and scrunched in a weird place and I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't really move that much. And so it basically was um, chafing me there until I got a bed sore. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because I would wiggle enough that it would wiggle against it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. You would wiggle it just a little bit. So I would wiggle it just a little bit. Um, yeah, it uh, doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. All right. So there's that. Oh, I don't think we've talked since the mouse. Since the mouse. Okay. So. <laughs> Did you used to be a mouse? I was going to the bathroom. Oh, I don't like where this is going. And I saw movement. Oh, God. 
And I was like, I'm going to check out that movement, but I'm sure it's nothing because that happens to me. I'll see something. And maybe, maybe it's just been faster than, but anyway, I looked down. There was a fucking mouse coming under the bathroom door. Mm-mm. I started screaming, jumped out of the bathroom with my pants around my ankles and just screaming bloody murder. Then laughed uncontrollably for 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know what the laughing was um, because I'm, I'm not scared of mice. I don't it's, like that. There is one in my home. Yeah. They're just surprising. But I was is. surprised. Yes. I was surprised. Um, and being in the vulnerable position I was in also did not help. It's like he he showed up for high drama at that for, point. Yeah, for high jinks. For high jinks and high drama. And you know what? I kind of have to respect that, honestly. <laughs> um <clears throat> haven't seen him since. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Now you gotta get a cat. <laughs> yes, now I have to get a cat. Uh, with my luck, I get a useless cat that just is like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. So that happened. That was fun. I am sick. <sighs> what else? <laughs> what have you been up to before we get to the TV stuff? Yes. Um. Nothing really. Just back to work and um. Yeah. Let's just get into the reality roundup because oh there's a lot to unpack all right let's start with the least exciting which is beverly hills yeah is there anything to talk about from that actually no although i do there were pictures floating around yesterday of kyle richards going to lunch with her good friend morgan wade my god good friend so there's that fucking like let's get it over with one a hundred percent i have two more things before we get into the big stuff so jeremy allen white is the new face and body of calvin klein underpants is he he the bear yeah i don't find i'm i don't find him attractive I don't either, but if you just throw a flag over his face and duel for old glory, that's just like that body adi adi man. Just look at those pictures. Who Calvin Klein? You said. Yeah. Oh well, let's see. Yeah, he's he's hot because he's famous. Like that's that. Like he's not he's not cute. Sorry. Um, and then last night while you're looking that up. Did you find them yet? Hold on. Body, adi, 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 adi. Oh, I'm seeing your girls. What's this? So while you're looking, last night, were, uh, the Creative Arts Emmy Awards happened, and it was a big night for Detroit. Timmy and Sam. Yeah, both of them. On Emmys. The one-two punch. Did Sam win for Ted Lasso? Did. Yeah. And then Timmy won for. You should get the fuck out or whatever that is. You should get the fuck out of here, assholes. That's what he showed. (laughs) Yeah, I saw them. Listen to how fucking petty I am. I saw them and I was like, (laughs) 
I saw a picture and I was like, oh, maybe Sam is holding one of Timmy's. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Because he's playing himself on t- You know what? I'm not going to go into it because no one else cares. This is a one-sided beef. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not. Let's go on to the real piece de resistance. <laughs> the real Housewives of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Now, I was not as like jaw dropped. Okay. At the, at the moment. For two reasons. Okay. Three reasons. So we didn't watch it till Thursday. So on Wednesday, I oh. had I, I had just seen I get a, a newsletter from Entertainment Weekly every day. Okay. And so in Wednesday's newsletter, I just saw a picture of Heather with her black eye next to a picture of Jen Shaw. Didn't uh, okay. read anything, but I was like, ah, okay. So this is sure. something. Actually, kind of a throwaway, and they didn't explain how. Right, but then Joe had uh, heard something about Monica being TV's best villain, or something like this. Okay. And then the third reason is because when they're like, when Heather's like, you know her as Reality Vontees, I was like, what, what, what is that? What's that? I don't know what that is. Yeah. So yeah, that packed very little punch because w- yeah, I had the same thing. I was like, oh my god, I don't know what that. Yeah. Like I wish they would have teased it all season long. Like oh, this fucking Instagram account. So sure, like we sure. would have been right know. and been and yeah, 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 and like and talked about it and really hyped it up. Yes, but still, still of you know all storylines in all of the housewives. Like this is juicy. So for those of you who don't indulge, right? Sorry. Yes. Essentially, you know, all these reality shows and these reality personalities, they have like Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts and all these kind of things of people that basically go after them and maybe not even go after them, but sort of they're in the know. They have gossip on them. And so they'll spread the gossip of these reality TV people. And sometimes it does damage to their lives and blah, 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 blah. So reality Von Tees, which neither one of us had ever heard of, because I don't follow any of those types right, of accounts. Right. Yeah. Um, did this very heavily for real housewives of Salt Lake. Um, And they are the ones, if I sort of was reading the episode correctly, they're the ones that sort of broke the news of Jen Shaw. Yeah, it seemed like the whole, really their whole reason for being was to take down Jen Shaw. And so that's what Monica says. She's like, I didn't say anything anything about any of you guys. My whole thing was to take down Jen Shaw. And I did. And here's, okay. I have mixed feelings about this. I haven't really, I haven't really. I've been saving this. Monica and her mother are trash. They're obviously trash. Yeah. People. Because then there was something else released on the social medias. Um, Basically, her mother is like a stage mother. And there's this audio of them fighting. And her mother's like, all you need to do is go in there and be their friend. And so, like, it's like deep, like their mother-daughter thing going on. That's yeah, real. Get deep. into that's as real many life. scenes as possible. Yeah, that's like her mother is garbage, but she, so is she. But she learned from her mother. Some people don't rise above those traumas. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do feel I do feel sad for Monica's girls because they seem like really good girls, and I don't want them to absolutely turn yeah. out like their mother or their grandmother. Yeah, um, yeah. 
because they really do. They they all seem like very good girls, very down to earth, very emotionally intelligent. Like they just seem really great. Anyway. Um, and I'm conflicted because I'm like, God, you're a trash person, but also kudos to you. <laughs> like you did this the thing. bitch got on the show. Yeah. That she was trolling. without anyone's knowledge well the cast what do you mean i'm sure that someone from bravo knew or had some sort of inkling do you think so yeah i can't imagine that this i mean this is too good for it to have just i think happened but do you think let me ask you this do you think it was they knew and that's why they cast her or do you think it was Somebody figured it out, so they knew when she was already on. Because I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, obviously, I have no idea how reality shows actually work. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Don't tell me what they did. What do you (laughs) do? I would, if they didn't, it, it seems to make more sense to me that they may have had some kind of idea or something was up and that it came out to them in the course of filming. Yeah, that's kind of what I think too. Um the only reason I would say that they didn't know from the beginning is because <clears throat> they would have made a huger deal about it. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. They would have teased it more. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> also, and this might be giving them too much credit, uh, unfortunately I fear like maybe it is. But also I feel like Maybe they would have put her on the show, but maybe they would have handled it differently. Because I feel like putting someone like that on that show is sort of breaking the original cast members' trust. Mm. And also putting them in dangerous situations. I don't know anything that Reality Vontiza said, because I don't follow it. But if I were one of those women... And I found out that Bravo knew and put me in the midst of this person, I'd be fucking pissed off. And maybe they don't care to lose anyone. They probably don't. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's so sketchy. I hope they didn't know from the beginning. It's also, it's so interesting to me. Like, I don't know if the women care. You know what I mean? Like, is this really just a job to them? And there is, and there is some, there are some aspects of their real lives being here, but there's also at play this amount of entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I don't know about. And it's kind of interesting because I'm listening to Stasi Schroeder's second book. Uh-huh. right now called off with my head which is all about her getting fired from vanderpump um and there's a, a lot of stuff in there about how um how it works you know like how it's so oh, that's interesting programmed and like you know the things that she had to save from her real life to be filmed and just things like that so and also why i'm saying this too is we're also as you know working our way through uh Real House, uh, Potomac. Mm-hmm. 
And so we're in season six and this in this season, Karen and Giselle are just at war with one another. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. feels real manufactured to me. What I will say about Potomac and one of the reasons I like it is that, yes, I feel it's manufactured, too. But I almost feel like they say I almost feel like the ladies of Potomac are very upfront about it, like. Me and her are friends. We have a lot of history. Sometimes we get into fights and I'm going to play up that fight for the fucking. Why wouldn't I? We're already in a fight and I know we're going to be okay. So let's fuck with each other for screen time. Yeah. I feel like they're very upfront about it, which is why I like them, which is why when Robin gets upset. Oh, you haven't seen that yet. But when real life things happen and they get upset, I truly believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and, 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 it's just my nature, my nature that I believe all of it really. Like I just take it at oh, face sure, value. Me too. Um, and so like, I just look at it like a TV show, but it also has that element of like, these are real people. And so these are really things happening to them when I, in reality, like I have no idea. I mean, none of us do except for the people who work on the shows. Right. How much of it is created. Um, and I think and Potomac, I think that the another reason I like that is because they do come out and they say it's this is a job. Like, yes, some of us are friends in real life. Like uh Giselle and Robin are friends, have been friends in real life. Karen, they you know, but they're like, Yeah, we do some of the shit we do for TV, like I stir the pot for TV. Like, that's why I'm still here. <laughs> and they all kind of have an understanding about it. Yeah, and Potomac is the one Housewives franchise that really leans into like you often will see the producers coming into the scenes with them you will yeah. often see camera people milling about so it really is the one that really leans into yeah. the mechanics of them actually doing a and show. i think those ladies made it that way i think they collectively were like listen we're not fooling anyone yeah so let's just do this um uh, what was I going to say? Damn it. I forgot. I am real psyched for the Salt Lake reunion. I want to know where that black eye came from. I mean, yeah. we all knew it was Jen. Uh, yeah, for sure. That was not a surprise. But to see, to know that it was Jen and then to rewatch that scene where they bring Meredith into the room, which was very calculated, which I felt was calculated at the time. It did feel weird at the time. Yes. And so then you have to think, oh, my God, Jen did something to her and then was like, and then like an abused wife, Heather went along with it. And Jen was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull in Meredith. We're going to make it this thing. We're not going to try to hide it, but we're not. We're going to make it a mystery. And then we're never like, that is <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. And That's also nuts. when Heather said about finally said that Jen gave her the black eye and then Monica said, congratulations on finally telling the truth. So she knew about it. I mean, she I'm knew. sure they all knew about it oh. by this point. Two other things. Did you catch when Monica was yelling at, I forget her name because she's boring. Angie. Yes. And she was like, don't go there. Don't. I think she's part of reality Von Tees too. And that was the other thing that I was like, kudos to Monica for not blowing it all up. I also had that like, same thought. You're, and also kudos to Monica. She basically said, look, I knew I was going to be a one season wonder. I knew that this was a gossip girl. Can't stay gossip girl forever. <laughs> right. Right. I came here to do a job. It was done. Did it end sooner than I wanted it to? Maybe. But I knew this was going to happen. 
So for her not to blow up Angie's spot, I was like, all right, kudos to you. Yeah, I'm going to be very, weird alliances, but okay. Yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see how this all plays out. The other thing I have, a th- I think Mary knew. I think Mary knew from the get-go, which is why Mary wasn't fucking around. Because <laughs> uh, it was so weird that they would force her into things, and then she would blatantly be like, I'm not doing that. And it was like, but honey, that's your job. Like, don't go to McDonald's. Just go into that party. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because I think she knew. The minute Monica showed up. Well, she's going to be on the reunion, so. And she disappeared out of the like last half of the season. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think she was just like, you know what? Shit's first of all, I'm not fooling anyone because I'm not even trying at this point. (laughs) I'm not traveling with these people. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, And she's not. She's a friend of anyway. She doesn't have a snowflake, right? Yeah. Um, and I already feel like they're going to get rid of that woman, uh, off of Beverly Hills. Oh, the new one. Yeah. They're going to get rid of her. I don't remember. She wasn't in the last episode and she's already proven to be a dumbass. (laughs) Uh, um, so I think, yeah, they're going to get rid of her. She's awkward and weird and bad at her job apparently. So she's, she's, she's going away. Uh, oh, but I do want to talk about. Denise Richards. Oh, honey. Honey, baby. What is going on? I got mad. I forgot who who said it. Dorit or whoever. I forgot who said it. it was like, I thought you were giving up in their confessional saying to Erica. I thought, well, Lent's over. Whatever is oh, over. Right. And you know what? I still thought Erica was not old Erica. I still think comparatively she reacted very calmly. Yeah, yeah. Because fucking she would Denise was on one. She's nuts. She is nuts. And so for Erica to react the way she did, I thought was still very calm, cool, and collected. And like, listen, you're crazy. Um, and when like when she's like, who makes more money, you or Sammy? For small? Oh my god. Wow. Seriously, that was a jaw drop. That was a jaw drop. <laughs> and they're like, leave the kids out of this. It's like she first of all. Sammy's not a kid. Yeah. Yes, I know what they mean. Yeah. Regardless of age, they're your kids. Keep the family. I get it. Erica wasn't talking out of turn. She wasn't making anything up. She wasn't telling a secret. Sammy's on OnlyFans. Everybody knows that Sammy's on OnlyFans. She was just bringing up that she's on OnlyFans. And the dig (laughs) was at Denise, not Mm -hmm. at Sammy. Mm Because Sammy's the one that makes more money. So I didn't think anything she said was out of line. And I was like, oh, you're classy, girl. Go go on. Get it. It is real nice to have Kim back, I will say. Yes, and she looks great. And she she's does. great. <laughs> and they, oh, that was the other thing I liked about the episode. Because their mom was a piece of shit, by the way. That's sort of what I've gathered. Yeah, their mom was a real big piece of shit. And I feel like part of their adoration for her is that thing where, you know, the the bad parent a lot of times gets the most love because you're trying to earn their love. Right. Yeah. I feel like they, the three of them have circled up the wagons around her mother, the mother, Mm -hmm. and they're like towing the company line. 100%. But Kim said something very interesting. You, I think I only caught it because I had closed captioning on. You might've missed it. 
she alluded to their mother because she said something like, I loved mom. I loved her. And just her tone and the way she said it, I'm like, come on, Kim, spill it. Spill it, Kim. You're almost there. You're real close. And the way Kyle was responding to it, like, I know, I know, I know, I know you did. Like, they were real close to spilling some tea. And they didn't. Mm. So anyway, and I think that's why Kathy was so mad about the series that Kim, yeah. that uh, Kyle tried to do. Because Kathy is 100% the company line. Like, yeah, yeah. She's the president of the company. Yeah. Mommy, mommy was perfect. Mommy yeah. was this. Mommy was that. It's like, mm, I've heard some things. Mommy was a piece of shit. Anyway. I'm done juicy. shitting on rich people. Juicy. Juicy, juicy. juicy. It was a juicy week. Juicy. Now, I have something. So I'm, I'm listening to the Stasi book. We're going to yeah. keep on the reality roundup for a minute. And so, like, I didn't know any of this, that she had gotten fired from Vanderpump until I was watching the show. You know, I watched all the first eight seasons and then season nine starts and suddenly she's gone from the yeah. opening credits and Joe just happened to be sitting next to me. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, she's gone. I'm like, what do you mean she's gone? He's like, yeah, I read that she got fired with Kristen. And I'm like, what? So this book is all about her getting canceled, getting right. fired. And so she brings up this very interesting um, concept about cancel culture. And then it, she, it, when she got canceled, she, during the, it was during the lockdown and she took it upon herself to make herself a better person. And she took these classes and she educated herself about, you know, the black experience in America and she completely turned herself around in terms of all of that. Mm -hmm. And so she said that cancel culture is, it, it, it's set up to exclude people who get canceled, but she wishes that it would include people that get canceled because it didn't allow her the opportunity to be part of the conversation um, to better herself. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. And so I was, you know, I told Joe, I'm like, you really should listen to her book because it's just made me think about so many things. And he was like, how, what do you think about cancel culture? And I said, I don't know, like, I feel different about it now, but I also feel like, like, I don't feel like Roseanne is sitting around feeling bad about what she said about Valerie right. Jarrett. So I guess it just would be on a case by case. I truly think thing. it's a case by case, issue by issue type thing. Um, I'm there is. I feel sometimes the extent that people will go is a little ridiculous. So my main example is that Noah, snap, snap. I don't know how to say his name. He's on Stranger Things. He is Jewish. He posted some. Uh, Hamas propaganda stuff. So he's on the wrong side of history. Okay. Um, so people are canceling him. They're boycotting him. And now by extension, they're canceling these people. I'm not saying Netflix. These people are like, well, I'm not going to watch Stranger Things and I'm not going to read Stranger Things fan fiction. I'm not going to do. And that's like, they didn't do anything. They didn't. When they cast all these people when they were 10 years old, they didn't say, and how do you feel about terrorism? Like, yeah. they don't, they, it's like, like, <laughs> that is so silly to me. Also, I, the, 
if the show were on now and thousands of people stopped watching it, that would be different. But it's not on right now. The last half of the fifth season, I don't even know where we are in seasons right now because there's so such a long wait between everything. It's not going to be on for like another year, couple years. Mm-hmm. Like saying you're not watching the show, like that's dumb. That's stupid. Also, you're hurting the other actors. You don't know how they feel about anything. Yeah. They may have just lost a friend. Yeah, yeah. And, Stassi, and now they've got to deal with this shit? Like, come on. That's Stassi stupid. brings that up in her book because she says, not only did I get canceled, my husband got canceled, right. my family got canceled. Like, I was getting messages because she was pregnant at the time with her daughter. And she was saying I was get, kept getting messages on Instagram saying you're going to have a racist baby yeah. and all of this other stuff. And it's just come like. on. I I don't understand that. I mean, it's just people's nature to be idiots online. I get that. But, like, it, it was just an interesting – because you don't ever hear about people who get canceled who then are like, you know what? I'm actually going to do the work right. to become a better person. Right. And so that's what was interesting to me because you just think, like, oh, well, they're a fucking idiot and that's the end of the story and they're just going to remain a fucking idiot for the right. rest of their lives. So it was just was an interesting – well, and that's why it made me so sad when all that happened, because I, I've i always liked Stassi. And um, I think that she, you know, you meet her mother and you're like, oh, Lord, now right. I see why. And I think that she's just a person who's growing and changing and learning things. Yeah. I don't think, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've always liked her. I was sad about it. Kristen, I wasn't so sad about. But then even <laughs> Kristen grew on me, though, like. But the whole Scandaval thing, and you don't know this yet, but she's like, like her and Ariana are like best friends. And yeah, she's that's like, so strange to me. But good, good on them. You know, it's and she's grown a lot. So I just, you know, I think with reality, especially with Vanderpump, in the past, this next season, I'm sure will be produced all to high hell. Um, but in the past, that was very reality. It was just these young, stupid people. Yeah. Like they didn't need to manufacture anything because they were all a hot fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And so we were watching them grow up. And then, and especially because it's like they get to a certain age and then they, um, so yeah, I don't know. Like the housewives are different. They're all producers of their own show and it's, it's been on so long. And so stuff is going to be made up and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah, I think that cancel culture certainly has a place. Um, I mean, there are people that I won't fuck with because I think they're assholes, but some of it doesn't, I think people like to get on their high horse sometimes and extend their canceling to places that it doesn't even make fucking sense. Yeah. And I think it's sort of expected that we, as Americans, I guess I can't really say other people in the world, but operate really in black and white. And there's really, especially when it comes to reality television, right. it's all black and white and there are really no shades of gray. Um, so, yeah, it was just interesting having that element injected into this idea of cancel culture for me. The other thing, and maybe this is part of cancel culture, a component of it. I find it very strange when things happen in the world and instantly people are like, well, what does Taylor Swift think about it? What does this person think about it? Why haven't you said anything about it? Well. I haven't said anything about it because I'm Taylor Swift and I'm doing a tour and I, I'm not well read on the subject and I'm not thinking about that right now. And maybe that's shitty of me, but like, why are you asking my opinion? 
Yeah. Like it, that's it, weird. Yeah. And it's like it, people get so upset when celebrities voice their opinions, but then also people demand to have them to have opinions. And it's like, it's like they want to know, like I'm on this side of history. I want to see if that celebrity is on my side of history so that I don't need to fuck with them anymore if they're not. And it's like, I, I don't know. That's just so straight. Like, I don't give a shit what certain people think about certain things. Yeah. Now, if it comes out organically that you're on the wrong side of history about something, okay, then I don't fuck with you anymore. But like, I, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, I don't give a crap what Taylor think Taylor thinks about shit. Yeah. It's like this Melissa Barrera who got fired from the Scream franchise right. for voicing her support for Palestine. Right. Because especially when this thing first started back in October, it was like, if you voiced any support for Palestine, you were automatically considered to be anti-Semitic. Which right. I, I think the two things can live together. You can support Israel. You can also support the people of Palestine. And that does not make you anti-Semitic, in my opinion. But right. for her I, to voice support for Palestine and get fired, the same thing has happened to Susan Sarandon, who I don't like as a person, but I also feel like she also voiced support for Palestine and got dropped by her agency. So it's just this weird. And thing. I've tried to educate myself on the subject and listen, maybe I'm just dumb. It's very confusing. It is. I mean, there are a lot of layers to there's a lot of layers and people have made thing. it black and white and it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, cause, and I don't even remember half the time who is doing what. So maybe that's why people don't speak out. Cause I don't want to sound like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also think a lot of people are confused because, you know, Ugh, maybe we're getting too political, but I, I think that other people get confused because it's like, well, I need to know what side it, it, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Jewish people because they've been through a lot. So what side are they on? And so it's this topic is very confusing because <laughs> it's not cut and dry. Yeah. And, no. also, and I don't yeah. give a fuck what Taylor Swift thinks. I don't right. want babies killed. <laughs> okay. Raise yeah. your hand if you like it that people are getting displaced out of their homes and innocent people are getting killed. Okay, yeah. you all that raise your hand, get the fuck out of my life. Like, I don't know what else to... <laughs> and so when people get fired from their jobs for saying, hey, I don't like when people are murdered, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's weird. And so then people who don't try to educate themselves, people who did, they're like, oh, well, she must have been wrong. Right, exactly. She got fired yeah. from her job. Yeah. So that means that I don't support Palestine because that's right. obviously the bad thing to do. Yeah. Because this yeah. person got fired from a job. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. That's not. Wait a minute. She got fired from a fucking. Wait, wait a second. Like, yeah. it's just. You can't go by what other people are doing or saying. You just have to read up on it. But it, yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's very confusing. <laughs> it shouldn't be that confusing. I think I'm maybe I'm just dumb. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So the antithesis to the Palestine-Israel conflict and the final uh, topic in reality roundup. Yes. RuPaul. Oh, Did what? you watch the new the season premiere? No. He, no. And here's why. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> here's why. I didn't realize there was a new season. Here's why. Because oh. there's dra- drag races now yeah. everywhere. That's Did why you know I only... 
drag race my house like there's like <laughs> there's just Pete, i'm in the bottom somehow i don't know what's happening there's three of us i'm losing like I, there like there is there's a drag race macy's there's a drag race drag race there's a drag race i mean there is a drag you walk into a place and it has its own version of drag. so i cannot keep up yeah that's uh, why i only do the og i've given up all the other ones I started watching Canada and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, no. That's much. the other thing too, is I'm starting to watch them and then be like, yeah, I don't care about any of you. That was when this one started on Friday, yesterday, I said to Joe, I'm like, are we, we're going to do the new drag race? He was like, I don't care. I'm like, I mean, I guess we might as well start it and just see what it's all about. Is it interesting so far? Um, I mean, you know, it's drag race. Right. And it's, I hate that they do the first day is the first half. And then the next week is the second half. And I'm like, like, just do them all together, please. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's drag race. Uh, They've uh, introduced immunity back into the gameplay this season. So say that again, they've introduced a reintroduced immunity back into the game. See, I don't even remember. Immunity was gone for a while. Yeah, so that's the big change. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah, all right. I, my favorite named queen so far is Amanda Tory Meeting. And I like that is fucking brilliant. I love it. God damn it. <laughs> that's fucking, I love names like that. <laughs> I do too. So I love those. I love the puns. And I love when they're just like Mike, their name. Yeah. Michael Manchester. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I love those too, because it's just so ridiculous. Bob the drag queen is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Name, hands down. Uh, <laughs> Amanda. Meaning. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I hate the just like girl. Fancy girl names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Crystal. Crystal Chablis. <laughs> yeah. LeBlanc Gucci. Dubois. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. First of all, that's far too many names. Yeah. <laughs> and Rue is just going to add more. Yeah. <laughs> every time you come out. So now we have to spend an hour just saying your name when you come to the runway. Um Amanda Tori. God damn it. That's amazing. That's my dream is to make up a really good drag name. And I uh, haven't. Yeah. No, because I'm like, they've all been taken. But then I heard this one. I'm like, oh, that's good. Amanda Tori meeting. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was 40 minutes of rally TV. <laughs> I just came up with a great drag name. Oh, my gosh. Well, not great. I'm overselling it already. Our lady today is Emily Blunt, and I just thought of the drag name Emily Cunt. Oh. See, it's not great. Listen. (laughs) And it's probably taken. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Or Meryl Steep. No. Okay. See, now I'm just. (laughs) Now you're just reaching. Now I'm just saying (laughs) stupid words. Let's talk about our lady, shall we? Let's do it. 
Listen, I forgot how we do this, by the way. I was I like, know. oh my God, I have to, I have I to go to our Wikipedia page. Did not do my homework this week. Oh, please. I pulled it up right when we opened our meeting. So it's not, it's great. Um, Emily Olivia Lauren Laura Blunt is her name. Uh, she was born February 23rd, 1983. She's a British actress. <laughs> um, she was born in London. She is the second of four children, born to a former actress and English teacher, Joanna Mackey, and a barrister, Oliver Blunt. Oh, oh Oliver my. Blunt is a great, like, book character name. Yep, yep. Wow. Uh, oh, real quick, book character names. Why do people make them so weird? Have you ever met anyone with some of these names? Like Oliver Blunt. <laughs> No, I'm thinking of weirder ones. Anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Her mother gave up acting to be a full-time mother before Blunt started school. Uh, Blunt has described herself as shy and awkward child. In, child. in childhood, she began having difficulties with stuttering, which she described mm. as debilitating and like an imposter living in your body. Uh, intimidated by speaking, Blunt spent a lot of time watching people as well as creating elaborate games. She experienced its worst state from the ages of 7 to 14. She credits the school teacher for encouraging her to perform in class plays using different voices to her own, which allowed her to disconnect from herself and speak fluently and gave her confidence to continue, eventually leading her to discover her love for acting. Hmm. Blunt stated that her stutter largely receded in adulthood, but she still occasionally stutters when she feels stressed. Um, she attended a uh, Hurtwood house. Now see, that's the name of a book. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. Oliver Blunt is a character. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> um, Hurtwood house, a sixth form boarding school in Surrey, known for its performing arts program. Uh, after performing in a school play that went to the Edinburgh Festival, uh, Blunt was discovered and signed by an agent. Oh, God, that happened to me, too. Um, <laughs> she finished her school exams and began auditioning. Uh, D, 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 that is her acting. So we'll skip over it for you. Okay. Uh, Blunt was in a relationship with Canadian singer Michael Bublé. I forgot about that. I did too. From 2005 to 2008, having met backstage at the Logie Awards in Melbourne. They shared a home in Vancouver. That's crazy. Um, in November 2008, Blunt began dating American actor John Krasinski. They became engaged in August 2009 and married uh, on July 10th, 2010. They reside wow, in New York for 13 years. Yeah. They reside in New York City's Brooklyn Heights neighborhood and their two and uh, with their two daughters, one born in 2014 and one born in 2016. In 2012, Blunt became the sister-in-law of actor Stanley Tucci when he married her sister Felicity. Oh my god. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. In August, yeah. In August 2015, Blunt became an American citizen through naturalization, making her a dual citizen of the UK and the US. And that's really all about her personal life. It's not wow. too deep. The things you learn. Deep. Yeah. The more you know. And you know what? She's very gorgeous. And I don't particularly find John Krasinski hot. 
no. not, like I wouldn't kick them out of bed or anything, but I do think when they're together, it's like, yeah, they belong together. Yeah. I think they're cute together. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say in um, interviews, they have both said that their daughters have made comments as to like, why did you marry him? He's not like your own kids are like, mom, you're, you're a fox. And dad, <laughs> That's funny. Lily says that to me all the time. And I'm like, look, out of the mouths of babes, everyone needs love. Even your father. Every pot has a lid. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hello. Hello. Can you still hear me? Yep. 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 All right. All right. Uh, go. In November 2001, Emily Blunt made her professional debut in Peter Hall's production of the play The Royal Family, in which she played the role of the granddaughter Gwen to Judy Dench's Fanny Cavendish. <laughs> uh, she received considerable attention for her performance as Tamsin in the independent British drama My Summer of Love. Uh, her international breakthrough came in 2006 when she starred in the American film, The Devil Wears Prada. And uh, she won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress Series, Miniseries, or Television Film for her performance in Gideon's Daughter. She was nominated for her role uh, in The Devil Wears Prada for a Golden Globe. Um, and she received a BAFTA Award nomination also for her role in The Devil Wears Prada. Um, and I will dare say should have been nominated for the Oscar. Um, she has gone on to make such films as the Jane Austen Book Club, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, and she's been in a bunch of other films um that, great. <laughs> thank you i hope this is really interesting for everybody um she she's was in been the just in some things <laughs> she's been in certain movies <laughs> she was uh, she... just learning how to love <laughs> <laughs> she was in the adjustment bureau the five-year engagement uh edge of tomorrow like, what is that movie? <laughs> i've always wanted to see edge of tomorrow did you see that with tom cruise not did you say with him because i, don't think <laughs> I saw it with tom cruise i was at the <laughs> premiere funny have i never told you this um i actually have seen bits of it pete watches it all the time but you know pete has a there True. are weird niche movies that you're like what one word burlesque for those of you who don't know <laughs> apparently and I didn't find this out till after we were married, so I take no responsibility for this. Pete watches burlesque. If he's scrolling through the TV, which you can't really do anymore because we don't have cable anymore, but when we used to have cable and you could just scroll the, through the channels, if burlesque was on, he would watch it. And I find that hysterical. That is very funny. <laughs> and this, that Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, that's another movie that he will watch anytime it's on. because, And he he likes it. It's good. Yeah, I've yes. heard it's great. I, I'm yeah. gonna have to just watch it one of these days. That like Tom Cruise actually like yes, it's actioning and stuff, but he actually like acts like he has to act. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Uh, yeah. 
Um, she played the title role in Mary Poppins Returns. Did you see that? Um, I believe that I did. There are certain I do not like. Uh, I'm multitasking. I don't like Mary Poppins, Peter Pan, or Alice in Wonderland. So I tend mm. to stay away from those. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't. I don't I find any. them no. exciting at all. I had no. Um, she was in the Quiet Place movies, uh, written and directed by her husband. Um, also, uh, stars co-stars in Oppenheimer, for which she is nominated for a Golden Globe Award, and those are on this evening. Um, her next release will be uh, a film called Pain Hustlers, uh, which is coming oh. to Netflix, and she also will be appearing in The Fall Guy. And she has a voice role in her husband's fantasy film, If. It's, fantasy like children's fantasy, not like adult fantasy. It looks so good. It does. I saw the trailer before we saw Wonka. And yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for it. It looks really good. Did you see Wonka? No, that's another story I don't like. I don't like uh, oh. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because yeah. those grandparents can fuck all the way off. Well, they're like not you're a burden, way. and then when there's something to gain, all of a sudden you can jump up and go to a chocolate factory. <laughs> Fuck all the way off. You're an asshole. Um, but it was terrible. I hated it. Anyway, okay. so that's Emily Blunt. So what did you watch? So I watched The Devil Wears a Prada. And you love this movie. I love it. But I, here, okay. But I know that I shouldn't. And there's Why? parts that I skip over. Oh. Because, wait, do you, you love this movie. I love this movie. No, you love, I love it. it. I love it. I love this movie too. So many of the characters are unlikable. Her friends are fucking pieces of shit. Joseph Bailey. You don't think so? I mean, put yourself in their place. It's, I get it. I get it. Like, if Joe missed my birthday, like Adrian says, I'm not four, right? <laughs> So it's, it's the principle of the thing, right? And so she's always ducking out. She's always leaving. She's always, she's never around. So I get it. I yeah. get it. They're younger than we are also. So I get the idea of it. I, it would not bother me as a person, but I do understand. I Her do understand. My friend the goes so hard about the birthday thing that I'm like, are you in love with him? Would yeah, you that, like to be with him? That is the biggest thing. And then when she sees, you know, Simon, Baker kiss her on the cheek and right. then she gets all bent out of shape. Fucking, yeah. It's like, my God, lady. Um, no, I love this movie. I will watch it anytime it's on. We quote all three of us in this house quote this movie. Um, why is no one ready? <laughs> um I wanna how do you like my hair? <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> I want to uh, read some trivia to you. On the first day of filming, Meryl Streep told Anne Hathaway, I think you're perfect for the role. I'm so happy we're going to be working together. Then she paused and followed it up with, that's the last nice thing I'll say to you. And it was because she did method acting. That's amazing. She didn't, she didn't speak to them, which you can tell that she did. She's just so fucking good in this movie. I'm well, not one for method acting. I think it's real dumb. Yeah, I'm not either. It's, yeah. But 
listen if that's what she had to do for that performance which i don't think it is i don't think meryl streep has to do anything right uh, that her and the devil wears prada is a fucking master class she's so good one hundred percent i mean it's just fucking top tier like on the outside looking in this movie has no business being as good as it is yes and it correct. is it is because of the performances of those top four people, Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway, Emily Blunt, Stanley Tucci, who are Damn. all four of them operating at the top of their game Peak. that make this movie so fucking good. Maybe that's why I don't like her boyfriend or her friends, because they're just kind of like, eh, they're just there. They're eh. And the this rest is of true. them are like. That is absolutely true. Fucking elevated. Mm-hmm. Um. Anna Winter, the editor of Vogue, and the inspiration for Miranda Priestly was not invited to the premiere. She did, however, attend advanced screening for the press along with her daughter dressed head-to-toe in Prada. Winter's daughter could be heard nudging her throughout the screening saying they got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Although never commenting on it publicly, she reportedly really liked the film despite initial skepticism. Oh, that's cool. Um... All costumes were sold off at an auction for research for breast cancer, and Aww. Hathaway bought the green dress that her character gets to wear. The one item Meryl Streep kept was her sunglasses, which she used again as Donna during the famous money, money, money scene in Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Uh. That's cute. That's cute. Um, oh, the character of Emily, played by Emily Blunt, was not supposed to be English in the script. Blunt thought it would be interesting and sound a bit more imperious, which she is 100% correct. Uh huh. In several scenes, she is seen running around in the background, though never written nor directed. <laughs> she felt her character would always be busy and wanted to keep her alive in the film. Notably, mo- most of her wardrobe is from Vivian Westwood. Um, at around 59 minutes, Emily Blunt has stated that she stole a snarky line of dialogue that she heard coming from a mother yelling at her child on the street. The line was, yeah, I'm hearing this, and what I want to hear <laughs> is this. It was accompanied by the hand-talking gesture that Blunt used mimicking in the scene. Uh, Only two days of the production took place in Paris. It was too expensive to fly Meryl Streep to Europe, so her scenes were shot in the U.S., Oh, wow. Yeah, because that the insurance to get Meryl Streep on a plane to fly her to the other side of the world. Yeah, that must be astronomical. That's crazy. You'd Emily never Blunt, know it. Yeah. Emily the magic Blunt of movies. Revealed in 2016 that every week at least one stranger quotes a line from the film to her. Oh. Her own husband, John Krasinski, jokes that he's seen the film 75 times. That's where he fell in love with her, is watching that movie. Oh. Yeah, uh, her, um, I'm one stomach flew away from my ideal weight line. It's perfection. Oh, my God. Say that again? It's perfection. It's, oh, my God. It's so great. Um. All right. Yeah. That's about it. But I mean, listen, everyone's seen this movie. You know what it's about. Come on now. Yeah, I love that scene where Andy takes the book to Miranda's apartment for the first time and gets coerced into taking it upstairs by the twins. And she sees that fight 
between Miranda and her husband. And then they have that look on the stairs. It's like, oh, it's just so oh. chagrinning. Yes, yes. And I also love the moment when they're at that uh, gala and Emily can't remember who the person is that's coming towards them. Uh-huh. And then Andy steps in and saves the day. And then Emily gives her that thank you little gesture. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, just so much. Like just Meryl Streep, I've said this so many times. We forget how good she is. And she's just so fucking good. She's so good. And she says, um, she has said that she regrets going method for this film because the rest of the cast looked like they were having such a fun time together. <laughs> like even Stanley Tucci, like everyone just hung out and they were friends and she like separated herself and she felt sad about it because they were all having such a good time. It shows. And it also has a killer soundtrack. Oh, I, I love. Even I don't even notice the soundtrack. Oh, it's got that, you know, Suddenly I See is the opening yeah. song. And then mm-hmm. Vogue is in there. Um, I love the montage of when she is going to work and her outfits keep changing. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I love the relationship with her and Stanley Tucci. There's just so much about this movie that I love. Yes. I No, I love it too. I just... But now that we've pinpointed it, I think I can enjoy it even more. It's it's the characters are annoying and then they're not the same caliber of actor as the main cat. And so that's why her friends are so like, yeah, I I hate that Adrian guy. Yeah. So like, like, ew, why are you dating him in the first place? Gross. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his either. Um, But I love it. I just love it. A great deal. Yeah. I liked a reason to watch it. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to, I'm glad it was your pick. Yeah, yeah. What did you watch? I had us watch the five-year engagement. You sure did. Which you hated. I didn't hate it. It I, was just okay. It grew on me. I hated it at the, at the beginning. And then it grew on me. Um, like a fungus. Like a fungus, like MRSA. Um, I've had MRSA. Did you know that? No. Oh yeah, I've had MRSA. Did it? it? I thought I had shingles, oh. and so I went to the doctor. And with because I've had shingles before, and so with shingles, once you get an antibiotic, it basically goes away, right? Well, it wasn't going away, so I go back, and my doctor's like, "Oh, huh?" And she's like looking at, she's like, huh? "You've been on antibiotics?" I was like, "Yeah, you gave them to me, lady." I didn't get them off the street. We know this. She's like, okay, but it's gotten worse. And so that's very concerning. Like she was so baffled. She had like, she had students there. She had students come in and look at it. And it was, it was a student who was like, could there be MRSA? And yeah, I had fucking MRSA. I had the flesh eating bacteria. And it fucking hurts so bad. How do you get rid of that? By a different regimen of antibiotics. Okay. So, and so, I mean, obviously it depends on the strain of it. It depends on how bad you have it, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, I took like three or four different things um, to get rid of it. And then finally it went away. But yeah. Good times. I don't know why I just told you that. Because you had MRSA. But everybody knows now. So oh, because I said like fungus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you didn't, you don't like it. You're okay. You're like me. I liked it. You did? I did. I was surprised. 
Because, you know, going in, like on the secret site, it's the extended version. So it's two hours and 11 minutes. Oh, and I was that like, was extended? Yeah. But I was like, and I was like, oh, Lord. And the reason why I chose it is for two reasons. Because they filmed it in Michigan. And Jackie Weaver is in it, who I adore. She's not in it enough. Who was she? But I love her. Hmm? Who was she? Her mother. Yes, yes. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, And. uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Here's what I will say about the Michigan stuff. So in the movie, Emily Blunt's character um, gets into uh, the psych- uh, psychology program at Michigan, U of M. And everywhere there's U of M stuff. Now, I'm not saying the people aren't like that because they are. But it just came very much across as let's make sure everyone knows we're in Michigan. Let's make sure we... <laughs> It was just funny. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, this movie is from 2012. Uh, and the IMDb uh, description is one year after meeting, Tom proposes to his girlfriend, Violet, but unexpected events keep tripping them up as they look to walk down the aisle together. So they start off in San Francisco. She gets accepted in Michigan. They move to Michigan. And they just ha- keep prolonging their actual wedding. And that's really about it. Um, yeah. But there are no credits at the beginning of this movie. So you don't know who's in it and everyone in Hollywood is in this movie. Yes. Molly Shannon pops up for a brief, yeah. but hilarious cameo. Um, Dakota Johnson, Kevin Hart, Mitty Kaling, Randall Park, Chris Parnell. The list goes on and on people. It really does go on and on. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you were probably, you probably thought I forgot about this and I did briefly, but I've remembered again. It has a Marvel rating of two. Yeah, see. <laughs> Randall Park okay. and... And um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Who I didn't mind in this. And you know why I didn't mind him? Because he's in his Parks and Rec phase in this movie. He's in his chubby everyman yep. phase. Chubby, goofy, not buff leading man. No facial hair. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, he was funny. I thought Alison Brie was funny. Um... Yeah, I liked it. I didn't mind the length. Um, I loved uh, my favorite line is near the beginning when Emily Blunt is looking at a wedding, a potential wedding venue. And she asks the the lady how long the wait list is. And she says three years, unless you want to get married on September 11th. And Emily Blunt's like, no, no. I don't. And then she says, don't let the terrorists win. <laughs> Oh my god, that cracked me up. So like they can't sell that day to save their life. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Don't let the tear. <laughs> um I I loved Kevin Hart in this, which is weird to say. Just yeah. because he wasn't how do I explain this? He wasn't Kevin Hart. He was just an actor. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I was so surprised when I first saw him and I was like, did we even know who he was in 2012? I don't think so. And he was charming. I he loved was him. so charming. Um uh here's my problem. And I don't know if it's because you know, sometimes I have really pointless, useless psychic abilities. And I don't know if like something's going to happen with Jason Seagal, like he's going to 
he's going to get canceled for something. He just gives me this not complete ick. Potential ick. Does you know what? Sense? I actually can see that. I don't dislike him. Yep. There are I, moments yep. when I like him very much. Yep. But he has to prove it to me in every single thing I watch of him. I totally get that. Okay, good. Because yep, I was I, feeling kind of crazy. I was like, I don't know what it is about this dude, but I'm not all in. He has I never, to prove it to me every time. I never would have thought of that myself. But now that you say that, I'm like, yep, I can totally buy into that. Because like Emily Blunt, I'm I'm all in. I, it doesn't matter. I'm all in. The movie might be bad, but she's never going to disappoint me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really liked her in this, too. I thought she was real good. And she looks so different when she gets bangs like halfway through. Oh, yeah. I was like, is that like it. her? It took me a yeah. minute to, to realize that it was still her. Um, I, I cried. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. When they break up, it's just because, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> because it's not. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> it's not like they they break up because they love each other so much. It's just not working. It's yeah. just not working out. Yeah. Nothing they can do. There's nothing they, they can do. They've tried. Yeah. Um, and it's nobody did anything wrong. Um it's just no. well, yeah. <laughs> you're yes, yes. Um and that was that was what that was kind of the only problem I had in that I wanted to be like, what job are you going for? How does this work? How does this academia work? Like, how does this work? Because this man moves for you. And as someone who grew up, who has lived every day of her godforsaken life in Michigan, I would not move here by choice. <laughs> Especially if you started in California. <laughs> if you started in California, if, if you've got your foot in the door and you know how to navigate the traffic and you know how where it is, it, you can afford to live and all that kind of stuff, you're not yeah. leaving. Especially okay? in San Francisco. You already have an apartment in San Francisco. You're not leaving. Keep that apartment. You're certainly not fucking going to Michigan. <laughs> I can shit on it because I live here. I, when people say, and I always say that people, oh, I just moved here from California. I'll be like, why would you make that choice? Now, if it's temporary, great. But then she keeps extending the time and extending yeah. the time. And I, I kind of want, and maybe it was explained and I wasn't paying attention. I kind of wanted it to be explained. I kind of wanted her to sit down and be like, this is what's happening. I do this and I do this and then I do this and then I do this. But then it sort of became this, oh, she's never going to leave there. Yeah. She's going to go there for school. She's going to become a professor there. And then, then they're just there. And I loved that he he was so you know what i loved about the movie is that they seemed like a very real relationship yep i agree with that 100%. it wasn't nothing was ratcheted up for movie's sake yeah it's something that happens in real relationships all the time and there was no fight he was just all in from the get-go like yeah of course this is what we're gonna do do i want to leave no not necessarily but i want to go where you are and this is your dream so let's go with the understanding that it's gonna be give and take 
Yep. We're going to come back. Yeah. He kind of just keeps taking. But also, I didn't really see her as the bad guy because then they just both, there's no fighting of, which usually happens in movies. There's none of that fighting of, well, you don't love me enough and blah, 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 blah. They both just came like, listen, I don't want to leave and you can't stand it here. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to fight about it. We're just going to be truthful about it. And we're going to go our separate ways. Yeah. And it broke my heart. I cried. So that's where it got me back. And then when he emails her for her birthday, and then they have that conversation, like, see, that's a real relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. they have history. They are still tentative friends. And you can tell that they still love each other because it devolves into a fight. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Because they start fighting, you're like, oh, well, they're not done. Because if they care enough to fight, they're not done. Yeah. And then the whole uh, Dakota Johnson of it all, I thought she was great because I've only seen her as like, oh, I'm, I'm wispy and I'm I'm innocent. And, uh. and in here, she was, ter- she was a bitch and she was immature and I loved it. I loved her in it. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I don't know that I would ever watch it again. Yeah, and I don't think it needs to be two hours and 11 minutes long. But I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked how he near the beginning was wearing that apron uh, of David. So it looked like he had that naked sculpture on the front, which I thought was a little ode to forgetting Sarah Marshall uh-huh. when he does that nude scene. Yeah. And then he turns around and then he really is naked and you just see his butt. I thought that was cute. And that was the other thing that. And they do it early on. That's it. Okay. I keep interrupting myself and I wonder if I have ADHD. Um, They don't do that movie thing of they make the relationship perfect and then it breaks down in huge dramatic fights and blah, 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 blah. It's a very real relationship. And what I loved most about it. And I don't think that it's talked about enough is like when you can laugh during sexual moments, that's like, (laughs) that's where it's at. So when they're like, they're going to have sex, he's like, I think you owe me like, and I forget what he says. And she's like, Oh, oh, well, I'm going to use this. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Like that's what people do. But then the sad sex too. Yeah. And oh, this is where I cried because I totally get this. I totally understand this. He's like, I just need to be alone. And then she goes to leave. He's like, where are you going? <laughs> She's like, I, you told me to leave. Uh, I understand that, but I don't want to be alone. Like I want to be alone. I don't want you to leave. And she's just like, I don't. <laughs> Cause she was more of the guy in the relationship almost in some of those feely moments but i totally understood what he was saying because and i think when you're a very strong couple it's even more heartbreaking because when you have a fight the first thing you want to do is like go find comfort in your best friend and the problem is it's the same fucking person Mm -hmm. so now you're like oh great i've had this fight and all i want to do is complain about it to you but you're the person I'm complaining about. So what the fuck am I supposed to? So I totally understood that. I just want to be alone. Where are you going? That's very astute. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when he like when he slowly like nuzzles into her yeah, and then they yeah. have sad sex and i'm like oh. <laughs> so yeah i don't need to watch it again but i'm glad that i did i thought they both did a great job i agree yeah i'm glad because i sort of i pre-watched it i watched it on friday before i sent it to you yes because i wanted to make sure that it was gonna pass the muster and i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i'm glad i did too and i probably won't watch it again either but i'm glad i saw it because i i just it was a solid like although i will say and this was my first problem when i when I first started the movie, it's like, I'm really sick of hot women being with medium ugly guys. Like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. That being said, that's still very real, too, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at me and Peter. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my husband's really hot, and I'm really not. That's and not so, true. So, that's why it's funny. Um, uh but it is, but it is true. Like, because here's a little tip, guys. All the straight men li- that listen to this that aren't already in relationship. Hey, all you uh, college age straight boys, listen up. Uh, our core demographic. Our core demographic. <laughs> they get uh, out of football practice and listen to us. <laughs> um, we just want to laugh. We want to laugh. If you can make us laugh, we're going to think you're hot. It's just the way it is. That's what I hear. It's just the way it is. Um, which I think is why I like gay men. They always made me laugh and they were nice to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll be in love with you. And they were like, whoa, sister. <laughs> I'm like, no, do it. You are nice to the fat girl and now you get my love. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, good week, good week, good week. Yeah, it was a good week. Good game. Good game. I'm so glad we didn't watch um, Steamboat Willie. Nope. Oh, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Because I have too. watched it. And I'm like, no. Oh, you had watched it? I have watched When it first oh, you came saw to it. streaming, okay. I saw it. Um, okay. And it's, I mean, Pete can find something good in any movie because he's sentimental in a sap. And so if someone is the least bit emotional, he's like, oh, yeah, I love it. Um, So he liked parts of it, but it's the rock i like so. the rock joe claims i'm in love with the rock which is not accurate but i do like the rock <laughs> i love that joe claims i'm in love with the rock. <laughs> yeah no i'm not in love he's too meaty he's too, too meaty he's too this is too so meaty, meaty. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an 80s commercial <laughs> this is too meaty <laughs> Um, all right. So who you pick something? Yeah, I we're gonna do another lady. We are? We're gonna continue the streak we're on and we're gonna celebrate her Golden Globe nomination tonight for Only Murders in the Building. And we're gonna do Meryl Streep. We've never done Meryl Streep. We have not done Meryl Streep. How well, I guess because funny. But wow, I've never done Meryl Streep. That seems remiss. Yeah, so we're going to rectify that. All right. Well, okay. Oh, God, and there's so, so much to choose from. I know. So let's do, uh, I almost said Schindler's List. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. And, and out of Africa. Uh, Silkwood. <laughs> and <laughs> Silkwood Jr. 
Dilkworth Jr. the musical. Uh, <laughs> we're going to follow it up with uh, some out of Africa. <laughs> and then what's the one with the dingo eater baby? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that cry for cry, cry in the dark. Cry. A cry in the dark. Cry in the dark. Cry in the dark. Hey, stupid cry in the dark. <laughs> dingo ate my baby. Dingo ate my baby. Do you know that they've proven that the dingo did eat in her baby? I do know that, yes. So, uh, all the hell she went through. But that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Oh, and Kramer versus Kramer. All right, good. And the deer hunter. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that laugh riot. Uh, <laughs> that feel good. <laughs> um, and we're also going to watch Schindler's List just because. Just because she's not she's in not it. In we're it. just going to watch it. We're just going to watch it. <laughs> she's the girl in the red coat. I watched um, that by myself on a rainy Sunday in high school. Oh God. That was, ter- that was a terrible choice. That it was a does, really terrible choice yeah, by sounds- myself in my room, raining Sunday. I think my parents were already asleep and I'm watching Schindler's list. Cause I knew how to party. <laughs> and then I got high. <laughs> then I got real high. <laughs> All right, great. Well, if you want to talk to us, um, call us at 555. What about Oh, email. Three funny ladies at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram, uh, three funny ladies, and just follow us. Smash that follow button. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. Did you just have a stroke? I did. You can slip into those DMs. Slip into something comfortable. Don't, don't say slip. <laughs> slide, for some reason, is less offensive than slip. His slide sounds intentional. Slip sounds like the <laughs> consent might oh, not God. be there. Am I in here again? <laughs> I just slipped right in here. I'm so sorry. Oh, here's another little tidbit for you straight boys. We don't buy that you slipped. We don't buy that. You're uh, trying to get into the butt and no access because listen, if you don't know the difference between the two holes, there's a bigger issue we need to discuss. Yeah. Or if you do know the difference, but you think we won't know the difference between the two holes, there's a, di- you don't slip into the butthole. That's just not something that happens. So give up that dream. There's a lot of prep that's needed. So just, you can't accidentally do the butt sex. Okay. The more it's you from know. Me, from me to you. The more you know. <laughs> right. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We, we like to end on anal sex. Okay. Always end on anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Uh, bye. What stuff?